Hey everybody. Well, as many of you know, I put out a video yesterday regarding Brandon House and his threatening to sue me over a video I did. Well, as expected, he put out a response defending himself, but it was a bit unexpected that he would be kind of dishonest in doing that. So I'm going to do an exposition of his response and leave it at that. I really expect this and hope this to be the last time I will devote time to this issue. Okay, so the first part of his statement says this. We are disappointed at how dishonest we believe Chris White is being. We never threatened Chris White or his ministry with a lawsuit, as he claims. We wrote this email to Chris. I watched your recent YouTube posting, and I am thankful for the gracious manner of your presentation. I have no problem with you debating this issue, as I think the debate is great and helpful. I also agree with your fair use and, your, and the right I often use myself. However, fair use only allows you to use a small portion for educational purposes, and you are using about 10 minutes of our DVD. Please cut your use of our DVD down to as not to dilute our DVD sales. Please confirm you have removed this presentation until you have removed seven minutes from your presentation. My desire is to come directly to you and handle this in a biblical manner. So when I read this, I was like, all right, this guy is about as good of a guy as you could possibly deal with. He's all about free speech. He wants to deal with this in a biblical manner. This is great. So I write him back thinking that he really is the person he just claimed to be. By the way, he wrote this to Alan Kirshner, not to me. Alan forwarded that email to me, and then I took over from there, seeing as how it was my video and not Alan's. Anyway, so I write him back with a lot of stuff that he doesn't quote, which will be represented by the dot, dot, dots here. But before I tell you what that was, let me give you what he says about my response in his statement. He says, quote, Chris replied, and in his reply, he is the one that used the words legal, court, etc. In his email to Brannon, he included the following language, quote, I've had to become very familiar with copyright law, dot, dot, dot. But when, what the legal issue here is, dot, 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 because if you are not aware, once a counterclaim is filed with YouTube, the person either has to take it to court or drop it, dot, dot, dot. I believe this is a free speech issue, and if the video is taken down, I will have no choice but to file a counterclaim, dot, dot, dot. I have no wish to take this to court, dot, 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 if these issues need to be dealt with as the stakes if we are right or too high. By the way, when I said that, if this because if the stakes are, are too high, what I meant there was we need to have an open discussion about the rapture. That is, please don't take down this video because this issue is very important and we need to have an open discussion of it because if you are in fact wrong, then the stakes are too high. I wasn't saying as he apparently wants people to believe here, that we need to, you know, I'm going to sue you because the stakes are too high. That is absolutely, completely untrue. There was never any doubt that he would be the one that would sue me. I mean, there's never even an implication that I would sue him whatsoever. The only thing that I would do if I filed a counterclaim is say that I would defend myself if he sued me. So there's no possible rationalization for me for saying that, you know, I was the aggressor here. The only person that was ever going to sue anybody ever would be Brandon House suing me. So he continues, he said, he said he had no wish to take this to court, but it seems to us he was ready to do so. Thus, after all his arrogance and blowing, we simply replied with a question. Okay, you must have a lot of money stashed away to be able to avoid the legal challenge, I guess, huh? So you can clearly see what Chris, that Chris is the one that started talking legal and court, etc. We simply asked a question to which he replied. Okay, so think about how ridiculous this is. He, he is uh, the only possibility here is that he is going to sue me. What I said is, look, if you sue me, I will defend myself because this is a free speech issue. Please don't take the video down and make that happen. We don't need to go to court. Please don't take this down. But if you sue me, then I will go to court. 
So yeah, I was the first guy who used the word court and lawsuit and things like that, but only describing the obvious implications of him suing me. That is, if I refused to take the video down and he sued me, then that would be a, quote, lawsuit and go to court, and etc. So yes, I used the words first, but that's not the same thing as me saying that I would sue him. It's just a ridiculous defense of himself, in, in my opinion. But um, I explained to him the counterclaim system of YouTube and that if he decided to file a DMCA claim and actually force them to take the video down, which at that point he had not done. Remember, this is a month later before he actually files the DMCA claim. And I said, if you do file that DMCA claim, I, on the just because I feel strongly about this being a free speech issue, I will fi file a counterclaim, which would simply say that I believe that his claim is a false claim and that I am prepared to defend this if he sues me. So let me kind of explain this a little bit better. Um, because Brandon House and I had this conversation uh, via email where I said, look, please don't file a DMCA takedown because if you do that, then I will feel morally obligated to file a counterclaim because I do not believe that this video is uh, violating your copyright. So I will have to file a counterclaim, which, which then puts him in a position where if he wants to keep the video down, he will have to sue me. Because if I file a counterclaim, then it's basically like the video will go back up if he doesn't sue me. So that's what, so what I'm trying to say here is that never before in the history of counterclaims has the person who filed the counterclaim been more sure that it would lead to court than Brandon House was when he filed that DMCA claim. Do you understand what I mean? People file DMCA claims all the time and they can do so with complete, you know, uh, uh, um, assurance that it's not necessarily going to go to court because they, the person may or may not, and almost 99% of the times does not file a counterclaim. Um, but in this case, he knew going into it that I would file the counterclaim, which is a very rare thing to know. So him filing that DMCA claim was him knowing that this would go to court unless I backed down. So anyway, don't let him tell you that, oh, I had no idea this uh, was going to be a lawsuit. All I wanted was to talk or whatever. And I write this big email, you know, citing um, code and, and talking to him about the Bible and everything and, and talking to him about free speech and all this stuff. This big, long email with footnotes and whatnot. And he, he sends me back a one-liner email that says, I just need a yes or no so we know how to proceed. And so I was like, oh, okay. So you obviously are not really into that stuff that I just got done talking about. You don't really want to discuss fair use and the code and you don't really want to discuss um you know the bible and free speech you just want to know if i'm going to do it or not and i said well in that case no and that's when he sends the email back saying okay well you must have a lot of money stashed away to be able to avoid the legal challenge i guess huh and i hope that also demonstrates how that first really nice you know email is was completely fake because my secondary email to him which was discussing the issues and everything was really naively I guess thinking that he really did want to deal with this in a biblical manner that he wanted to like discuss this and we could come out with a compromise and and everything else and so I write this big thing and he just says just give me a yes or no are you going to do it so I know how to proceed and I'm like oh well I thought we were going to do the whole biblical work this thing out thing and now we're talking about proceedings Okay, so now moving on to this idea of of the, the video actually infringing his copyright. He says that um, the issue was my near, using nearly 20% of his intellectual property, end quote. 
quote, we told him we had no problem with him challenging us. We told him we were fine with him using three minutes of our video. Now, he says in the initial email, let's see if I can find where he says that. Um, uh, However, fair use allows you to use a small portion for educational purposes if you are using about 10 minutes of our DVD. So he, he, he tells me in the first email, or he tells Alan actually in the first email, that fair use says you can use a small amount. He says 10 minutes. So then he says cut it down to three minutes. Now, my point here was that this is completely untrue. I mean, I've read the copyright code over and over and over again. It doesn't say anything about this. So he was kind of hoping that I didn't know anything about copyright law and that I would do this basically impossible thing that he wanted me to do. He knew that this would not have, the video would not exist if I did what he said. So it was like, um, you know, it was, it was a a trump card. You can't do what he's asking. And he's telling me that that's what fair use requires you to do. So that's why I start off saying, you know, I know a little bit about copyright law. So let's basically dispense with that. I say, quote, from what I understand, there's no specific time limit that can be taken as the deciding, as the deciding factors all relate to the nature of the usage. I then talked about what the fair use law says about the amount of work that can be cited. Um, The language that the law uses is, quote, direct market substitute. In other words, the only time limit that the law imposes in the code is if the usage can be considered as good as buying the product. In other words, if you thought that you had no need to buy his DVD because you could just watch the debunking and you could basically watch his whole movie. And he said, you know, uh, 20%, you know, in the first email, he said 10%. So in his public email, he's saying 20%. In the initial email, he's saying 10 So whatever. It doesn't really matter, as I'll demonstrate. So I said to him, um, quote, this is speaking of the idea, referring to the actual copyright law that I had quoted to him. And I said, this is speaking of the idea that people would not need to buy your product because they can attain the same basic material from watching the one in question. But what the legal issue here is regarding, quote, direct market substitute, which I'm sure you would agree the video that I made most certainly is not. I then quote some parts from the law. I guess I'll quote it here, too. I said, quote, in evaluating the fourth factor, courts often consider two kinds of harm to the potential market of the original work. First, the courts consider whether the use in question is a, a act as a direct market substitute for the original work. In the judgment of the Supreme Court, Akuf Rose Music, they decisively stated that, quote, when a commercial use amounts to a mere duplication of the entirety of the original, it clearly supersedes the object of the original and serves as a market replacement for it, making it da-da-da-da-da, more legalese. There's one other instance where direct market substitute might not be the issue. So for good measure, I included the language on that one as well, uh, which again, obviously doesn't pertain to our situation. It says, quote, second courts also consider whether potential market harm might exist beyond that of direct substitution, such as in the potential existence of a licensing market. This consideration has weighed against commercial copy shops that make copies of articles in course pack for college students when a market already existed for the licensing, licensing of course pack copies. So again, that doesn't have anything to do with our situation. And the reason fair use exists is so that I can do videos like this or do videos like Ancient Aliens Debunked. And there is nothing in the code, despite what Brandon House told me or told Alan in the initial email, hoping that I didn't know anything about copyright law, and is telling you now in this statement, it has nothing to do with 10% or 3 minutes or whatever. He's basically making that up to to, to make it sound like I'm in violation of, of fair use. But just go look up fair use. Go look up the law and read it. You won't find anything close to that, either in the case histories of what, you know, fair use or or whatever. It's just not there. So that's just something he's saying. 
And then on the first point that he made, quote, Chris replied, and in his reply, he is the one that used the words legal, court, etc. in his email. So, yes, I used the words first, but those words were describing the obvious implications of what he was talking about. If I didn't take the video down, he was going to sue me, and so I used the words to refer to that thing that he would do to me. Uh, so in no way is is the thrust of his, his statement here is that I was the one that was going to sue him, but I think that that's completely obvious, and that's why he phrased it this way. Chris was the one that used the words. Um, anyway, I am very done with this issue, and, uh, you know, I knew going into this that it would be a bit of an issue and that, of course, he wouldn't like it, so he would do stuff about it. And I knew it was going to be a taxing issue on me, and I knew it was going to, you know, make a lot of people, you know, angry and do a lot of stuff. But I, I weighed the cost of all this stuff and thought that it would be worth it. Um, to to number one, look, I, 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 am, I really do think that this is a free spe speech issue, and I really do think that I... Uh, you know, as I said in the video, the American part of me wants to take this to the highest court in the land. Uh, but at the same time, I know that that would be wrong. And um, so this was sort of my compromises, essentially to to say this and to hopefully draw attention to the ideas that I believe that really is what is behind this, is that he really is that those that we did kind of point out a lot of problems in what him and Jimmy D young were saying about the rapture and that that was the reason this he's doing this. And that's the reason a month later, you know, when that video started to become number one on the search terms and stuff like that is that's the reason that's the real reason. And so uh, I use that video as a, as a, as a, in a way, a part to point people back to the original issue. That is in this case, the pre wrath rapture and say, look, let's, let's make this about the issue please go learn about that issue and see why um, I believe he's being defensive about this in the first place. So anyway, I'm, I really am done with this and I, and I am, it is weighing on me a bit. So I am asking anybody out there that, uh, that uh, can maybe set aside a lot of the other stuff to just maybe take a few minutes after this podcast or a few seconds anyway, and just pray for me and, and um, also pray for Brandon um, pray against any uh, negative stuff going on and, and I just uh, ask that this could be somehow used for God's glory that I and know I know a lot of people out there would probably be um, bitter about this these Christians are fighting amongst each other and whatnot and my whole point is I'm trying not to fight uh, I'm trying not to have this be a lawsuit this was going to be a lawsuit uh, if I didn't do what I'm doing now that is not <laughs> not filing the counterclaim and letting the video just go down so I'm trying to avoid that but I'm also trying to not let the issue die that is the pre-wrath rapture and the reason why I think that ultimately it's unanswerable and so the best thing that you can do is as what people have done for a long time is try to say you know misrepresent it if you type in pre-wrath rapture you'll get a whole bunch of stuff that is misrepresented that's the best angle people take that or this kind of thing just not deal with it so my whole point is here at least we can make this about the issue and point and, and point people back to that issue. So anyway, I weighed the cost. I know it's going to be heavy uh, on me and you know make a lot of people mad, but at the same time, that's okay. Uh, and I just ask that you would pray for me through this whole thing. So with that being said, I am done, and I hope this is my last uh, uh, dealing with it. Bye-bye. One final addendum to this. If anybody wants to read the email conversation in its entirety that between Brandon and myself, and just, I know I sort of rambled a lot here, and you may or may not understood what I was saying, so it's better to just read it all. If you want to do that, you can go to the website Bible Prophecy Talk. I think 
on that post it has the PDF as well as the actual text linked. So just go to BibleProphecyTalk.com and uh, the the post that contains this podcast will also contain the full text of the email conversation.